0: Welcome everybody to another episode of Rerun Shuffle, the podcast where we explore society one rewatch at a time. Uh, my name is Tim Nacy.
1: And I'm Leo Cabral. My pronouns are they, them.
0: Uh, thank you for picking up our podcast. Um, just a quick look at what we uh, do here. We rewatch older episodes of TV shows. That can be anywhere from the beginning of TV to the last completed year. And then we discuss how they work or don't work in terms of societal and social ideas. Uh, it's all to answer one simple question. Does it hold up? And we've got a pretty wild one for you this week.
1: <laughs> we sure do. I have
0: a lot of very unpleasant, swirling, mixed emotions right now, ever since last night when I watched the episode. I am, I am very upset, so we'll, we'll get into that in a minute, but first... Uh, we usually like to talk about, uh, you know, current media that we've, uh, that we've been consuming. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leo, what have you been watching lately?
1: Lately, I have been watching American Horror Story. Uh, it's season 11. It's titled NYC. So they're confirmed to have 13 seasons. So there's two more and they're pro- honestly with Ryan Murphy, he's probably going to get even more out of that. He's really branching out. So this one takes place in New York, uh, 1981, which is kind of appropriate for the episode we're doing today because, um, NYC, New York, um, it's in 1981 is where is when the first AIDS case was reported so yeah um and this, this episode takes place in 1983, so I thought it'd be appropriate to bring this back. though um, so with NYC, there's filth, sex, taboos, the LGBTQIA community, and their struggles at the time. Um, we're gonna get heavily in, I'm, I'm gonna get heavily into this uh, in a little bit, but yeah. Um, if you have not watched American Horror Story, I completely recommend it. It's hot garbage. I love hot garbage, and Ryan Murphy makes nothing but hot garbage, so it's, if, it's, if that's up your alley, go for it. Uh, but what about you him
0: what have you been watching? You know, right yeah, Ryan Murphy just his his whole his <laughs> whole thing. He was the one who made the the Dahmer show that just came yes. out, right? Yeah, and that that now that that one that one like that one like makes me like cock an eyebrow. That one like makes me nervous because I'm just like, okay, <laughs> he's getting into he's getting into like real people now.
1: Oh no, he's been. In American Horror Story, he likes to play with history. He likes oh. to rewrite history in his own little way. Like he'll keep some canon things, but he'll throw it kind of like a forest gump. Mm. Like a forest gump type of story. Oh,
0: okay, okay. I I thought, I, I thought it was, like, entirely fiction. and it's
1: yes and no.
0: Okay, see? I just didn't ask a lot of myself. I need to watch this show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is why I recommend this show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that you don't sound dumb. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Okay, so I've been... Um, it, so, for me... It only took me the entire, just about the entire season. I think there's like one more episode coming out um, okay. next week. Um, I finally sat down and watched the new Star Wars series on Disney Plus, um, Andor. Okay. And it is really, really good. I mean, I do I do love The Mandalorian. And as strange as it was, I did really love The Book of Boba Fett.
1: I forgot that one was a thing. <laughs>
0: Um yeah it, it, book of both like it's weird because like it it, it continues cuz like my uh my 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 great aunt you know it's kind of a kind of an old lady um she really likes the Mandalorian you Aww. know she she watched she, she's watched all she watched both seasons of the Mandalorian and I don't know how to tell her how tell her that the story um that the story continues. Like, there's actually a very, very big plot development for the story, the overarching story of The Mandalorian in The Book of Boba Fett, which is a story about a different character. Oh. And actually, those episodes don't really have uh, Boba Fett in them that much, and that is why that show is so strange. Um...
1: I remember hearing complaints about that. When when it happened, they were like, we want less Mandalorian. Where's the Mandalorian? Or something like
0: that. It was so... Yeah, a lot of people either wanted him to come back or they were upset that he came back and was getting in Boba Fett's way. Um... I was in both of those camps at the same time. <laughs> I, I found this to be very, very strange. And now my poor great aunt, she's gonna, she's gonna, she's gonna watch the Mandalorian season three when it comes out, and be like, "Hang on a second, when, when did all this happen?" No, no spoilers, <laughs> by the way, everybody. Um, so anyway, yeah. So this new, this new series uh, focuses on Cassie and Andor, who was one of the members of Rogue One. For anyone unfamiliar, they were the group of spies for the Rebel Alliance who stole the plans for the Death Star's planet-killing super weapon, the Death Star.
1: I actually really liked Rogue One.
0: Yeah. So this one's about. This one's about one of the uh, one of the one of the members of Rogue One, and it's kind of just his his. Um, it's the story of him joining the rebellion. Um, I guess I've only I've only gotten to about Episode Three, but yeah. So he was part of Rogue One, and basically, it's because of this group of people that Luke Skywalker got to be a hero, even though he gets all the credit. Wow. Um, Okay, that's cool. I am very, very hooked on this show because um, I've been watching a lot of like Disney Plus material lately, Mm -hmm. and one thing that always kind of drives me a little nuts about these is that they are very about being really high octane. You know, they really want to really shove it in your face. Got to be a big action set piece, at Mm -hmm. least at least one medium sized one every episode. (laughs) Um, This show does not concern itself with that. Um, This show is okay being a slow burn. It actually feels like Mm a an unrelated TV show um it it it, it goes back and forth between um it's not really a spoiler because it happens in the first like five or so minutes um cassian uh, kills a couple guys at the beginning um it starts as it starts as self-defense and then turns into basically murder
1: when do we draw the line between self-defense and murder or manslaughter? Well,
0: be, well, because well, because he did like basically he he manslaughtered the first guy, oh. but the but but the second guy was uh, the second guy was like was like um, was like on his knees surrendering, and, and Cassian decided to just put oh. a blaster bolt in his head.
1: Okay, well that, it's,
0: it's it's brutal. It's brutal for Star Wars.
1: I found the line.
0: <laughs> yeah, so it, most definitely without any gray area. So basically, yeah, the, the the show is basically that happens, and he is just basically trying to cover it up and he it kind of reminds me of a seventies movie, actually, because usually, like a leading a leading man in a in a in a in a, in a drama series is going to be kind of a smooth, suave, always under control kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Cassian is not. Cassian is twitchy. He's nervous, <laughs> and he has apparently um, broken many deals with with people around him, and nobody trusts him, and nobody wants to help him.
1: <laughs> we love a toxic king? Question mark. <laughs> he's just
0: like like it, 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 like I I was even talking to my brother about this, and it's like there, there's there's a lot of shots where he's like just walking somewhere and like he's just like um it's like a wide shot there's a lot of people around and cassian's just walking he's got his hands in his jacket pockets kind of hunched over like looking over his shoulder like he's just like it's so much like 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 if you like if you told me hey this is a shot from a this is a shot from an al pacino movie from 1972 (laughs) i'd be like yeah i believe you that sounds about right i don't
1: think i've seen this is this a deleted scene
0: (laughs) um but yeah if you've been sleeping on this because honestly when i heard that cassian was getting his own show i wasn't really i mean i do like the character i do i I do. I do love that movie. Rogue One is great. It's amazing. Um, what probably def- probably it's it's contender for like the best the best um Star Wars Star Wars movie in like especially in the new canon. Mm-hmm. I am a Last Jedi fan myself. Um, If you've listened to 6 by 6 Theater on the Viewpoints Network, um, I think Will and I have argued about this. (laughs) Um, Yes, many out there disagree with me on this.
1: I will not argue with anybody who's a Star Wars stan. I will always lose. (laughs) Uh,
0: But yeah, if you've been sleeping on this... Because uh, yeah, it, well, this one wasn't really calling out to me before either. Um, I really suggest, suggest getting it a shot. Like like just it, this one pushed all my buttons, and I've only seen the first three episodes, and I'm just like, I'm I'm in. I'm 100 in. This is this is this is this is fantastic. This might even be better than the Mandalorian, which I do. I, I have I have a deep and unabiding love for the Mandalorian, but this one might be better.
1: That is a raving review. Oh wow. Okay. Well, I guess I'm gonna have to get into this too. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Shall we get into what we're watching this week,
0: Tim? I suppose. This
1: is when you chose.
0: <laughs> uh, so yes, we're talking about Cheers this week. Um, I love this show. Mm-hmm. This is this is one of my this is one of my favorite shows. This is not only a show that I love watching, but this is like a security blanket, rainy day, comfort show for me. This mm-hmm. this is a show that I if I'm feeling super stressed out, I can put it on and it will calm me down. Oh. You know, I really, really do love cheers. Um uh, so coach was uh Sam um, was Sam's coach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on the Red Sox, and the two remain close friends after Sam left the team, apparently. Um, Coach helped Sam with his alcoholism. He's he's sober when the show starts, but that was kind of why he left baseball. It's kind of revealed later on in the show he had a really deep problem with alcohol. Yeah. And he eventually kind of just got pushed out of the world. Um, you know, simple man with simple tastes, Coach is, but he's probably the <laughs> sweetest character on the show. He,
1: he absolutely
0: is. The show sometimes is mean to him. Um, the cast. We, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah. Um, but... I honestly have always preferred Woody. Um, I do love Coach, but I've always preferred Woody later on.
1: I like Coach's dad energy. It's really nice. Oh,
0: definitely, yeah. Uh, so this specific episode is called The Boys in the Bar. It's mm-hmm. season one, episode 16, and it aired on January 27th, 1983. Uh, it was co-written by Ken Levine and David Isaacs, and it was directed by James Burroughs, who's, who's somebody who has directed, like, uh, he, he's got to have, like, multiple hundreds of credits by now. Like, oh. like weird shows. He, even, he actually he actually um, was involved in some really early episodes of Friends, too, James Burroughs. Stop. What? Yeah. That guy, that guy, that guy was all over the place in the 80s and 90s in terms of, um, in terms of sitcoms.
1: Okay. Oh yeah.
0: Cool. Uh, so yes. Uh, so just, uh, coming out of the gate, we're just going to keep you, we usually keep these in the episode description, but big time in this one, uh, content and trigger warning. Uh, this episode deals with homosexuality coming out and a whole heaping teaspoon of homophobia. A
1: teaspoon? Try
0: the whole (laughs) jar. (laughs) sack of it just dumped yeah. all not even dumped on people's heads just, just it, 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 it's not it's, gonna it's, it's gonna be bashed you're gonna be bashed in the head with a sack full of homophobia in this episode. <laughs> oh my God. Um, it was in, no. It was inspired by the coming out story of uh, former Los Angeles Dodger player Glenn Burke.
1: Yeah, it was. I went on a I went on a little rabbit hole, wiki rabbit hole with uh with this episode, and um there was no fandom wiki, uh, which I'm sure i I'm, is understandable, but regular wiki there was, and so. We'll get into this, but lots of people just did not like the homophobia or the, the way they handled uh, how they confronted their homophobia in this show.
0: It gets very weird. Yeah. Uh, so the cold open, which is unrelated to anything um, mm-hmm. else in the episode, uh, starts with Harry the Hat. He's a recurring character in the show. Very, very rarely recurring. He usually just shows up for, like, a second in, like, a in like a cold open. I think there's, like, two episodes where he actually features, but he's never really, like, the main focus. Mm-hmm. Um, Harry the Hat is a scam artist who um, he's played by Harry Anderson by the way who uh, you might recognize from um, Night Court I have never seen Night Court because I can't find it streaming anywhere even though I want to watch it so bad it sounds interesting. Um,
1: I thought Night Court was made up.
0: <laughs> no, Night Court's real. Night Court is Night Court is real, and it went longer than you would think. I, I don't remember exactly how many seasons, but I know it went at least like five or six.
1: Dang. Okay.
0: Um. But um. Uh, but yeah. So he 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 basically we just see he 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 hustles he hustles uh, Sam and Diane and walks out on his bar tab. Mm-hmm. He just basically just tells he tells Diane that he's gonna pay for his tab, and then he tells Sam that he already did. And there's just the Lack of communication, Diane's got her guard down because she is smarter than everybody else.
1: <laughs> and she let that's her downfall always is I'm smarter than everybody else. So nothing can ever get get over me and mm-hmm. always the wool is pulled over her
0: eyes. It's 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 not like too special. I didn't even really laugh. <laughs> I wanted to, but
1: um. I was like, "Huh, <laughs> okay."
0: So after the amazing and iconic theme song, which is "Where Everybody Knows Your Name" by Gary Portnoy, um, Diane enters the bar to find a big event being set up to promote Tom Kenderson, who's one of uh, Sam's former teammates on the Boston Red Sox. Um, his autobiography. W- one thing I'll say, we'll get into, we'll get into it later on. I do, I do find it, I do find it kind of interesting that um, right out of the gate, the first joke in the episode is a joke about um, Diane being being super self-centered to make you kind of not like her yeah I self
1: deprivation uh what is it sens- she, she was in a sensory deprivation team
0: yeah she was in a sensory deprivation chamber and now she is like unaware of her surroundings <laughs> and she's like just kind of announcing to the entire room that she's done this and there's all this stuff happening and she doesn't notice yeah um I just I find that interesting that that's the first thing that, that, that that's our first impression here of our first two impressions of diane chambers is that she is snotty and has a way too high opinion of herself mm-hmm. and is uncountable and is also self-centered i i just i find that quite interesting It's <laughs> that we start with that with her
1: it is interesting that they start with that with her because they make her the voice of reason throughout the show
0: we'll we'll get yeah we'll yeah we'll get to that in a, in a minute here uh so sam has been given a copy of the book mm-hmm. that, that 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 apparently everybody seems very Tom seems nervous that Sam actually hasn't gotten around to reading the book.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Um, And so he goes up on stage with Tom, and he's blindsided by a question. Should have been blindsided, but he was blindsided. Mm -hmm. By a question about, it must have been a real shock to learn about him coming out of the closet. And Sam is just kind of rattled by this.
1: He even... leading up to this they were sam and tom were like super buddy buddy before getting on the stage getting up on the stage like they they looked like they were old friends that had never spent time apart and um it was just really sad the look of realization on tom's face the realization and disappointment on tom's face when he realized that sam didn't read the book like he, he saw it that obvious change in body language was not it, it was obvious you know it, he you could see the hurt on Tom's face, and I thought that was a good little detail to add into it.
0: Honestly, I kind of feel like um, if they had just taken out like the back half of this episode, and they had just kind of like written more and made this episode more about Tom and Sam, and Sa- and uh, we'll, we'll get we'll get to it in a minute. I, I, I think I think in the in the in the in the in the last segment we'll 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 talk a little bit more about how this could have been better.
1: Yeah, because I um, want to get into because
0: honestly, this 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 story that's actually done that. Actually done really fast. Yeah, I don't. I, it's not bad. I think. I think there's there's at least bones here for a good story about overcoming homophobia mm-hmm. and and trying to get past society's ideas.
1: Yeah, they had me in the first half.
0: Yeah, I, I, I thought. I that's I thought. I remember the episode being about actually. Uh, so Sam, we're getting out of ourselves. Sam aggressively <laughs> tries to distance himself from Tom's announcement, mm-hmm. and Diane drags him to the back room to uh, talk him through his homophobic stupor.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, it's incredibly charming that Sam makes Tom's coming out about himself
1: mm-hmm. yeah totally because it's, it's all about him right
0: so they have so Sam, Sam and Diane have a back and forth Sam is just trying to get this straight in his head and he eventually though um before Tom sadly leaves the goes to leave the bar Sam stops him and he's still a gin and tonic man like he like he like he just wants to wants to make things wants to make things right um, he publicly accepts and supports Tom's sexuality, and the reporters in the room run with the story. Diane's proud of Sam, but the regular's at cheers, and honestly, a lot there, there's a lot of characters, a lot of individual characters in this, but these characters are not the characters that they are. Um, they're yeah. just, they're just a gaggle. They're just a lynch mob, basically, in this episode. No,
1: it's so weird. It's, everything is so out of character for everybody. I hate it.
0: I'll, I'll bring some up here and there, but I will henceforth refer to this group as just an amorphous entity called the regular. The regs <laughs> just like the American Revolution. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where I'm going with that. Let's just forget that. Uh, so the next day, the regulars are reading the newspaper that features Sam and Tom, and Norm tells Sam the quote sad mm-hmm. story of Fido's Pub, which allowed for an LGBTQ group. To hold a meeting in their back room, and eventually ended up becoming a gay bar because of it. At least that's what they, at least that's what they think. Yeah. And one of the bi- one of the big things is it was re- the moose heads were p- were re- were replaced with plants and ferns. Ugh. Ferns. Ugh.
1: <laughs> Not ferns. God forbid there's a plant in a man's vicinity. <laughs> I,
0: did, I like like despite myself, I d- I did get a little chuckle out of like ferns. Ugh. <laughs> Uh, Diane, like I'm assuming most of the audience, is disgusted by all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, after Norm, who claims that he can pick a gay person out of a crowd, quote clears the room. Diane tells him that he's wrong and that there are in fact two gay men in the room right at that moment. Uh, this gets everyone all up in a tizzy. Oh yeah. Um, especially when three men specifically mention the newspaper article that Sam was featured in. Um, they they suspect these guys. Especially one of them's got kind of a Magnum PI mustache going, and
1: <laughs> they look they they're dressed quite well too i can see why they would probably consider them like with the because they they intentionally queer slightly queer coded these three characters i mean and that's exactly specifically like queer coding um cishet people usually will zoom in on the person who fits the descriptions that they're and the stereotypes that they're most familiar with and of course people in a in a sports bar i mean are just going to a sports bar
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and 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 they they kind of yeah like they, they Norm even says like no no I I think I think this I think this I think this this group this group's good too ugly to be gay.
1: <laughs> I did write that down. I wrote his. Um... I wrote his his quotes down because they really made me laugh. Haven't seen a gay guy in here in ages, and also too ugly to be to be gay, too ugly to be out. And I'm like, girl, what you what's really underneath all this machismo, then,
0: huh? Right. <laughs> uh, so everyone starts to freak out, and they decide they wanted to just kind of indirectly and weaselly test Ugh. them. Um, they notice that they order light beers. Um, <laughs> oh, no. One of them yells, oh, look at the bazangas on her.
1: Because they turn on the tube, the tube, the TV. <laughs> look at me taking on this old 80s lingo. Yeah, they're like, look, boob, boobs, guys. Everybody, every guy loves boobs. Oh, look, the boxing
0: fight's on. Gonna be a, gonna be a bloodbath. And they don't look. I do like, I do like Diane walking by. Oh, they didn't look. Let's string them up. <laughs>
1: thank you, thank you. I was gonna bring that up too. I love her. pooh. All- <laughs> Uh, the Sa- uh, Diane really does save the the episode, but not by much. Mm-hmm. I would say.
0: Uh, so Sam is, you know, he's he's starting to he's starting to get kind of nervous about all of this because he's being torn in two different directions. He mm-hmm. wants to be supportive of his friend, and he wants to be. Um, I, I I think this is around the time when he's trying to him and him and Diane are kind of flirting around with each other. Mm-hmm. I think he wants to impress her a little bit too.
1: That's exactly um, what I was thinking. And
0: so he's he he he, he wants to, he wants to go in that direction, but his regulars are being really stubborn about this stupid stupid issue. It's and
1: like a, a school playground at this point.
0: It is. Yeah, they they're threatening to leave. Like they mm-hmm. they're, they're threatening to, we're going to go to a different bar mm-hmm. and we'll come back and check in in a couple of weeks, make sure everything's good, you know, and Toxic friends like, and i'm serious I, I honestly at that point i was like get out of your guys then like, you're, like you're, I, I i don't want you here
1: literally same if my friends were like a dude if my friends straight up did that well first of all they can't because i'm gay and I, i'm just i'm all kinds of queer and it just it wouldn't stand it would not stand hands would be thrown chairs would be thrown <laughs> it just wouldn't be a good time
0: yeah yeah i feel that um so Diane gathers everyone to the back in the back room where everyone with a two bit opinion can say their piece. I, I, mm. I just love that. that mm. I, 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 I do. I do. I do, do kind of like that exchange too, where she's, just, where she's just like, where she's just like, um, anyone, um, I'm going to go to the back room, and anyone with any with something intelligent to say can join me, and nobody moves. Nobody. All right, fine. Everyone with a two bit opinion, everybody gets everybody. up and just turns. <laughs> Uh, so while they're all having their town hall meeting back there, they do th- they do this a lot. Like that's kind of a sitcom thing where like mm-hmm. we're not concerned with running the business. It's a sitcom. It's
1: fine.
0: I know it's always sunny Philadelphia. Like plays that for laughs a lot. Where just like there's customers in the bar and then like they're they're doing something and they come back and they're like hey where would everybody go?
1: Yes, <laughs> thank you. I, I like I like it's always sunny for
0: that. Um, so while they're having their dig, they're having their big uh, town hall meeting. Uh, Carla is concerned that if Cheers were to become a gay bar, she would be out of a job because Sam would have to hire male staff. Oh no. And uh, she tries to uh, guilt Sam by implying that this would starve her unborn child. He, she even she even does that. Please, please don't let Sam do this to me. <laughs> and Coach, I, I I I do I do love Coach. I actually got a little bit laugh. Like Coach, coaches over. Sam, I think it's a trick. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So endearing I love him yeah coach
0: coach is actually kind of outside of this whole um this whole conflict he he says nothing about any of this he
1: likes Tom he's not defending him but... he
0: felt yeah like he um I I really like my heart kind of broke the look on his face as like is like so long Tom as yes. as, as, as Tom is about to leave
1: sorry my heart just broke again for a second okay I'm back <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: uh so then Cliff puts forth that the only rational thing to do here would be to walk up to the men and politely ask them to leave
1: like there's anything polite about
0: that uh okay this is I, oh, I'm, 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 go. I'm gonna talk I'm gonna talk here for a minute all right so, alright so, so ready um I didn't really quite finish that we, we talked about the staff at Cheers but I didn't get into the the regulars at Cheers um a lot of these guys are kind of just like faceless extras we don't really you know there there, there are a couple of characters there's 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 one kind of kind of just like I don't know how to describe him he's got really tan skin and he's kind of beefy who's who's around Cheers a lot mm-hmm. Um, I don't know his name, but he's around. Um, there's also this guy named Paul who gets made fun of a lot, who's, who's around. Uh, but most of the time it's just, there, 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 there's, there's, there's a few, there's a few regulars, um, here and there. And at this point in the series, um, it's, um, it's Norm and Cliff. Yeah. we've talked about Norm, Norm Peterson. He is the eternal barfly. He is always, (laughs) he's always at Cheers.
1: I love, He walks in. Everybody in the bar. Norm. Yeah,
0: that, that, yeah. I, I, I don't think they've established that just yet. And, yeah, and, nice. and, and it actually, it actually gets kind of like, like that, 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 that kind of like develops as it goes along. Because, because, because that cause, cause first, like, whenever Norm walks in, like, it sounds like super aggressive. They're like, no. <laughs> but later on but yeah but 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 like what they're always like referencing in other media like norm yeah. like that's that that I, like it, 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 it's warm and it's friendly like yeah. that that becomes a thing later on mm-hmm. um, there's even an episode I think where someone has a baby and it's Lilith's yeah Lilith Sternin, who's a she's a scientist and uh, Fraser Crane eventually end up having a baby at some point and the it's ba- his first word <laughs> yeah they have they have the baby around the bar way too much and then and, and somebody brings that do, do you think we have him around here too much um, and then and then the the baby says his first word which is norm
1: <laughs> it's so cute that one's that one actually sticks in my memory and lives in my head rent
0: anyway so um yeah norm norm is norm is a not not a perfect human being mm-hmm. he is very clearly an alcoholic oh yeah <laughs> um and he just does not seem to like his wife at all i uh, mean that's
1: his, that's married that's just her, heteronormativity right his, there yeah his
0: his wife vera we never see her apparently no. she is not in shape and she is or at least to his taste and it's, it's 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 it's' it's a weird it's a very strange um it's a very strange running gag um I actually like it better in 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 fraser they they, they do a similar one uh niles Niles wife uh, her name is Maris and um
1: Niles has a wife
0: yeah we, yeah you never see her Okay. She never, yeah, she never, yeah, she never, she never, she never actually, she never actually appears. Uh, they just talk, they just talk about her a lot, and there's That's just funny. this Welcome the Night Veil-esque lore surrounding her. Like and woman and, with,
1: with the no face. And, 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 and it's,
0: not, it's not just, like, making fun of her, there, there is some making fun of her physical appearance. She's apparently really, like, this, like, super extra, extra thin, by choice. She she refuses to, she does, doesn't like to eat, you know, oh, and she likes no. to, yeah, and so, but but she's also, like, super elitist, and she mistreats mistreats her, her 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 service staff and and, and just and there, there's there's just, there's just multiple dimensions to it there's just there's just this she's 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 mean she's she's um, ungrateful she's yeah. just all these various kinds of um,
1: M- just massage Look, guys you're supposed to like your partner by the way you're supposed to well I'm, I I, I, always, I always
0: I always read it more as just like it's about her it's about her like her just like just just absolutely like waving her privilege over everybody mm. that's that's kind of that's kind of and 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 it's all just like rich people rich people cliches it's not so much misogyny i, I don't feel
1: okay good Hopefully um, the writing might be but i digress <laughs>
0: it's the 90s it, it does yes. happen occasionally sometimes it gets a little bit mm-hmm. i don't mean to defend that behavior but there are You're things that it's 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 it's, it's it, 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 it it is funnier in that one because this one basically every time vera comes up it's all vera's pat
1: yes she's ugly i hate her like you're not supposed to hate her i mean there
0: is an episode later on where i think norm reveals look i make jokes and everything just for the guys in the bar but i don't know what i'd do without her you know he actually like comes around a little bit and reveals that "Ah, that's just a mask i put on
1: there's nothing wrong with being a wife guy either guys i'm just saying
0: so yeah norm peterson who by the way played by george wentz i really need to to mention George um is usually a sweet character, as is Cliff Claven, played by uh, John Ratzenberger, who you might not recognize his face, but I guarantee you recognize his voice. He's in just about every Pixar movie.
1: He's ham. He's, he's ham, a, he's, he's PT Flea, he's
0: um he, oh, he's he's the he's the dude he's one of the dudes in the hover chairs in Wally. He's
1: Yes he is he oh. he yeah
0: he he voices the character the Abominable snowman um he's in he's in just about every Pixar movie
1: yeah now, now that we're naming them all I'm like yeah he's absolutely in so many of those mm-hmm. like a John Goodman
0: yeah I think he's, I, I think he's like he's like a he's like a sentient like school of like of like krill or something in in Finding Nemo. <laughs>
1: It's either krill or some kind of other fish. I don't
0: care. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So Cliff, played by John Ratzenberger, um, is a... Yeah, so if we, if we could kind of digress here. Um, Whoops. It he happens. Is, he is a mail carrier, and he loves his bar trivia. He's also, he's terrible at bar trivia. Like, pretty much everything he says is false. He once suggested that um, cracking your knuckles is breaking the sound barrier, and that what you're hearing when you crack your knuckles are <laughs> tiny finger-sized sonic booms. <laughs>
1: Oh my of, god i didn't know of, this was my hero academia
0: <laughs> one of my favorites um but yeah so cliff is the one who puts for now I I, I I i talk a lot about these characters because you can very clearly see i love them i love these characters you
1: have so and, much and, passion and i
0: love the other and i love the other characters that eventually join the that eventually join the cast um yeah woody the 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 bartender takes over after uh, nicholas Colasanto um unfortunately passes away um fraser crane played by kelsey Grammer, goes on to have a spin-off series um These are all, like, really, really, um, like, really fantastic layered characters. Mm -hmm. To hear a character like Cliff put forth that, the only, like, normal thing to do here, the only thing we, the best thing we can do is to walk up to these guys and, and specifically that's not the Cliff that I know. No, that's not the norm that I know. Mm-hmm. That's not the Carla that I know. The Carla Absolutely. I know, she's the Carla I know is mean and sassy, but only people who kind of deserve it or have yeah. it coming.
1: Yeah, exactly. I I don't think, dude. When I saw this, I was like, that's not the Carla that I am used to. Like, what do you? Like, yeah, they use her as like the fiery, spicy Latina type of uh, archetype. But dude, that was that was not cool. It was like, not
0: okay at all. And yet, hear, hearing especially Cliff specifically Specifically, suggest discrimination.
1: Mm-hmm. That
0: that hurt my soul. I, I was I was I was upset by that.
1: Yeah, no, that was really uncool. It, it it really felt like the writers were intentionally making the regulars extra ridiculous. I mean, I don't know if it was to make a statement or if it, if it was for the laughs and the comedy, but it just all felt really pointless and like a filler or a non-canon episode. Or earlier, like I said, it was it felt like an alternate universe kind of episode, almost
0: a little bit. Yeah.
1: Because this is just not, from what I recall. I mean, Cheers. I, again, I've watched Cheers before, but I, and this episode completely erased from my memory. But I, I don't recall them being this stupid and malicious. Most
0: of the time, they're not. Yeah, like they, they, they get into dumb hijinks. This this has yes. this has like the shape and the structure of like their of like their group activities. Mm-hmm. But no, yeah, it's it's usually not this ugly and this hateful.
1: Yeah, I was taken aback.
0: Uh Sam decides against this though. To his credit, mm. and he in fact gives the men a round of beers on the house. Uh, the regulars, however, are not pleased. They're, yeah. they're, they are not defeated yet.
1: <laughs> and they, oh my God, it's ridiculous. Uh,
0: so Sam and Diane leave the room. At which point, the regulars fool Coach. God, poor Coach. I, I, I just, poor guy. <laughs> they just, he, 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 just, he, just, he, just, he, just, he, just, um, he's just a sweet, trusting guy. They, 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 they trick, they, they trick the, they trick the, the three guys and also Coach into this. Coach is not implicit in any of this.
1: No, he's just had a few too many baseballs to the noggin
0: mm-hmm. and he just and yeah they, they 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 come up with some bullshit excuse oh today we close at seven because mm-hmm. it's Viva La Difference Day <laughs> I don't I it, and then we all go home to do man stuff and I'm like what
1: are you talking about it's manly man heteronormative machismo stuff like ignoring our wives and yelling at them
0: it's so strange and uh so the, yeah they, so they can miss three The three-man. yeah seven at seven p.m. is closing time and they are ushered out the door and I'm just thinking. Wow, this is pretty wild stuff.
1: Honestly, yeah.
0: Um, Sam and Diane get back, and uh, Diane though reveals that they were fixated on the wrong guys. Yep. And uh, the two men that they were talking about were actually blended into the gaggle, the lynch mob. The.
1: <laughs> so I guess you could say they were passing or whatever.
0: But yeah, like they they were just they were just kind of they were just kind of blended in because there there were a lot there were a lot of like. Faceless non mm-hmm. non named character extras in that group. All and, switching around. Yeah, and they're moving around, and they apparently yeah they were they were they they end up on either side of Norm's bar stool, and they each give him a kiss on the cheek, and Norm <laughs> says right before we cut to the credits, better than Vera. Uh-huh. So yeah, really fun. Throw in some I hate my wife humor with your uh-huh. gay panic humor. Uh-huh. God, you know, uh-huh. just fuck this episode. <laughs> yes.
1: Um. Yeah. Honestly, I have. I have some trivia for you once we get into the does it hold up.
0: Okay, yeah. Um, I probably need a second to collect myself here. Um, Leo, <laughs> why don't we start with yours?
1: <laughs> oh, no. Um, <laughs> okay, so... Ooh. I didn't realize how heavy this one was until I got to this part. Okay, so... Well, I did, but... Um, Ooh that is, So... I didn't like how on the how, how on the fence Sam was throughout the episode and like you mentioned before it did feel like he was only listening to Diane to either impress her or keep himself in her good graces the regulars are juvenile. Sam is supposed to be noble for not wanting to do a discrimination, but it really feels like he would have if Diane wasn't there. Uh, let me see.
0: I do appreciate though that he doesn't like ask for credit. You know, he's not like he's not like he's not like saying, "Oh, I'm I'm a hero because yeah. I did like like he like he's just trying to do the normal things." I'd cuz there is there is that. There is that. Um there's that part at the end. I I I think I was, I was irritated. Um, I didn't really bring it up, but he did but he did have, but he did have a, he did have a moment where where I think I think I think Norm or Clint for somebody, he's like, "Is this really the, the is this really the kind, of, the kind of bar you want to have?" Mm-hmm. And he just said, "And he just said, I don't want this to be the kind of bar I have to kick people out of. Yep. Anyone else wants to leave, is free to go."
1: Yeah, <laughs> it took me a. This is so not related, but it took me a moment to realize um, Dan's response was like, "That's the noblest thing you've dangled in this bar," and I was like, "What?" <laughs> And then, and then one after and then after the episode finished and I was already a few minutes into the Futurama rewatch I was in, I was like, oh it was a penis joke. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a penis joke, everyone. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> but yeah, sorry. Um I just had to add that in. Um, but yeah, no, um, he says he's not going to be the kind of bar where he has to throw people out of. And it doesn't feel like he's pro-protecting these queer-coded, they're not even super queer-coded. They're just dressed slightly nicer than the rest of the guys in the bar. Um, he's he's not standing up for them, act- not actually standing up for them. He's uh, he's just saying, I'm not going to do something that'll put my business in jeopardy. I'm not going to get a lawsuit. And this is Sam throughout, the, the, throughout Cheers, I recall. Like, I'm not going to get a lawsuit for this or I'm not going to get in trouble for this, this is a business, you know? Um, And that's not very noble in my eyes. Again, Diane is the only voice of reason. Nobody's listening to her. It's just, it's not... It just wasn't good for me, but um, I want to bring up the I want to bring up a couple of dates. So in 1981, there was the first official report of AIDS. Uh, this episode came out in January 1983. That's when it aired. In March of 1983, the CDC announced most cases of AIDS found are found among homosexual men, injection drug users, Haitians, and people with hemophilia. Later that year, um, HIV is on and AIDS are on the rise. Well. AIDS because it's not until September later in 83 where they find that AIDS is um or no actually it's not until two years later in 1985 where the CDC revises the definitions that AIDS is caused by HIV so with all that um I mean you can see that like it's taken a few years for even the CDC to get on top of the definitions and stuff and I feel like this episode did far more harm than good. Because by ninety by the by 1990 there is the first healthcare worker case. It was a dentist. Uh, by 91, CDC gives healthcare advice for uh, for healthcare workers. Um, by 92, AIDS is the leading cause of death for men for for men ages 25 to 44 in the U.S. And it's not until 95 to 99 when deaths decline then. After 2000, Between 2005 and 2009, CDC finally issues um, recommendations for prevention and testing. In, in, around the time of 2010 to 2014, non-U.S. citizens with HIV can now enter the U.S. Uh, PrEP is shown to have great promise. And by 2018, and this is what's going to bug, this is what bugs me. By 2018, the CDC finally re- releases estimates of HIV prevalence in transgender people. But the thing is, transgender people have been here the whole time, and... I feel like the focus is so much on gay men or just men in general. Like they forget about... Like, I mean, it's no, it's no mystery. You know, everybody knows that transgender women, especially black transgender women and other transgender women of color are the, the most overlooked, the most at a disadvantage, the most in danger of our society. And these guys want to just focus on like, oh, haha, men who have sex with men, it's gross. Don't get the, don't get the AIDS. Everybody wear your masks. This is when anti-maskers actually wore masks because they they didn't want to get the gay disease. It's, I'm getting heated and I'm getting on a little bit of a tangent. I'm fine. Anyways, it's just this episode was so clumsy. I saw that. I saw. I see what they were probably trying to go for, but it was too middle of the road, far too lenient on the on the homophobes because they don't even look Tom gone. This gay, this gay man who was Sam's best friend. I don't think we ever see him again. No, we don't. Exactly. Like, how are you? How are you going to reconnect with your best bud who you did everything with back and back in the day? And then he comes out and y'all are buddy buddy. And the next day, Sam even said, I'm actually glad I did that. But no never again do we see tom never again are the are the patrons of cheers made to challenge their homophobia let like this again in fact they didn't even properly confront and deconstruct their own homophobia they were just oh my god it was just ah ha ha we'll end it on a joke
0: yeah basically yeah
1: yeah and with that with that ending it was actually apparently the studio audience was dead silent yeah because that's not funny (laughs) yeah yeah it wasn't funny they had to do a a reshoot of the ending and add the better than vera part to actually get a few chuckles Yeah. That's really mm-hmm. rough. Yeah. Just and the only thing where Diane isn't so much the voice of reason, more as the person who is just like, Hey, gays are people are are people too. They're normal too. And that's it. And I feel like that's the most this episode is trying to do for for it. For the, for the LGBTQ community for um, the inspiration that Levine had to explore homophobia in sports bars it's just it didn't explore anything yeah and,
0: and that's honestly what's so twisted about this episode that's mm-hmm. why written points is the fact that is the fact that like relative to everything mm-hmm. she is the voice of reason <laughs> like that, that like, like, like like that that is as good as it gets like like, yeah. like 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 it really wasn't the most it really wasn't the most um
1: yeah it was it, nothing it was giving nothing sweetie yeah I'm going to say Cheers in general I like. This episode of Cheers zero stars. I did not like it. It didn't do anything. It was filler. It was AU. It was saying so much without saying very much, you know. It was saying that oh these writers these writers really thought that they were revolutionary. They really did. Just uh,
0: because they talked about it. They exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. At this time it was so taboo that even talking about it was a whole thing. And I get that. I get that in this little window into this area this this moment in time even talking about you know gay people is just unheard of unthinkable which is really oh my god media does so much it it can you can do so much with media you can help people you can make people do some introspection you can explore society you can explore different themes you can explore oppression you can you know punch up all you want but why are you gonna punch down that's so uncool and yeah, this did not hold up that is my that is my, <laughs> my consent my my answer it didn't hold up <laughs> anyways tim how did it hold up for you
0: i quite agree yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Cheers is one of my all-time favorite TV shows. It's one that I go back to pretty regularly as comfort food. And at its best, it's like a warm blanket for me. Mm. This was not that. No. Uh, the warm autumnal color tones were there, but the charming characters and the silly comforting situations and conversations were missing. And in their place was this attempt, this flaccid attempt at a political message that I don't think I ever got my head around. Whose side is this episode on? Mm -hmm. There's too much on both sides of the coin for there to be any kind of strong message. It's a mess at best and it's really offensive at worst and the things that some of these characters were saying was bad enough, like at all, like the things being said, but to also hear it come from the mouths of characters that I've come to love over the course of 11 seasons, it was like an extra twist of the knife for me. Mm -hmm. Um, So needless to say, yeah, this episode really pissed me off on a couple different levels. Just thank God Woody and Frazier weren't there.
1: Honestly, they would have not had. They would have been on Diane's side. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, that was a rough episode. Um,
0: That got got, got pretty intense, but that's honestly why we do this show.
1: Yeah. I I
0: think we've had a couple of uh, softballs, more or less, the past, the past, the past couple episodes, but I think this was our first, like, hard hit, like, super hard hitting one. I mean, the IT crowd one was no picnic, but at least there was, like, some funny stuff in it. This was just kind of... A mess? Almost devoid of humor and warmth and humanity.
1: The writing should have gone through more revisions for sure oh my god the script the whatever
0: yeah it's 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 a mess watch out for this episode everybody i honestly don't really like i my brother kind of stands by the first season of cheers but i don't i don't i don't i don't like it very much i don't like the show until it hits season two honestly i prefer it in like season three when woody when woody comes on board woody and fraser come on Mm -hmm. board
1: i also like that
0: and um past season five when when diane leaves and rebecca Played by Kirstie Alley comes in, and Queen. at that point the show kind of becomes like an ensemble piece, mm-hmm. and I think it, I think it's really firing all cylinders when that happens. Uh, so we're kind of running low on time in our uh, recording venue. <laughs> Um, so we'll just wrap this up real quick. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, just a quick reminder: you can hear us uh, on No Line Radio. It's a, it's a independent radio app for um, a, there, there's a lot of independent independent music, um, rap and hip hop especially, as well as other independent podcasts that you can that, that you can listen to at certain times a day. Uh, check them out on their website, um, No or on No Line uh, No Line Radio LLC on Instagram. Um, if you want to find our show on Instagram, you can find us at Rerun Shuffle on Twitter and Instagram. Uh we post, especially on Instagram, the um the episodes like the day before they come out, so you can watch them along with us if you should choose to. Um Leo, if they wanted to find you personally, where could they do that?
1: Y'all can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Chupacabral. That's Chupacabra with an L and an underscore at the end. Uh, where can they find you, Tim?
0: Uh you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nacy Tim. That is spelled N-A-C-E-Y. Uh that'll do it for us this week, and we'll see you next time.
1: Thanks.